welcome to another edition of Copy That. My name is Dan Portnoy. Thanks for being here. Thanks for subscribing. How are you doing? Did you get that mole looked at? Well, you should. It's important. All right. Um... Well, here we are, another episode of the Nonprofit Narrative Interviews. Uh, this week is Ken Mueller. Ken is a development director and professor in Pennsylvania, and he's going to be telling us all about his gig there and how he used the Nonprofit Narrative uh, framework to help him. So there's past episodes, if this is the first one you're listening to. There's past episodes. There's a 41-page downloadable workbook. Um, if you're looking for some extra things to figure out how to tell a great story, uh, and you can get it for free, you just go to portmedia.group.com. It literally will pop up. Um, it's that simple. Um, or you can just grab it in the show notes because I'll put it there because it's crazy like that. Otherwise, um, what else is happening? Well, it's Halloween time, and uh, I spent a lot of time this weekend looking at. Uh, well, putting together costumes. I'm kind of go overboard on the costumes. I don't know what happened. I taught myself how to sew a couple years ago, and it was all to help make better costumes for the kids, and it's turned out pretty great. Last year we did Squirrel Girl, Iron Spider, and Domino. And this year we're doing uh, Fiona from Adventure Time, um, a character that was created uh, for Star Wars, a smuggler creator. Um, but there are like droids and stuff involved and it's getting pretty crazy. And then, uh, oh, a barista named Carl. So that's also really fun. Baristo. Um, <laughs> and it's crazy. So anyway, and it's kind of awesome. I love it. Um, and that's all of the things that are happening uh, around here lately. And just, you know, the general like, it's nice. California is actually still on fire, but the temperature seems to be dropping, so that's fun to, you know, get to enjoy that. All right. Well, you've heard me drone on for long enough. Now back to the episode. Thanks for joining us. Here's Copy That with Ken. My name is Ken Mueller. Um, my current position, a couple current positions, actually, I'm in charge of marketing, PR, and development for a nonprofit called the Occupational Development Center, and we do and vocational training for adults with developmental and intellectual disabilities to help them find work. I also teach on the side. I teach college classes to both undergrads and continuing education. And um, with that, uh, it's marketing classes. So a lot of times the people that end up in my classes, particularly the um, continuing education, are people who either own their own businesses or work for a local nonprofit, either a small one uh, or a big. Um, so I get the opportunity to, you know, work with a lot of individuals who do have, um, you know, nonprofit experience, uh, and they're just trying to figure out how do we do this better, especially when you go to the whole online space, when you're dealing with, you know, digital, um, learning how to use social media, learning what to do online. Uh, so there's 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 a lot of you know uh, good applications there. Excellent. Did we meet before the book was out or as the book came out? Yes, um, we met you know through through friend online, and uh, I don't think the book was out at that point. And um, you know you 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 shared me with me a copy of the book, and um, it, it it was a great tool. It has been and continues to be a great tool. I'm still using it with, with the current nonprofit that I'm working for. 
Um, because I, I think it helps the beauty of the book is it helps people get out of the typical nonprofit rut, which is, well, it's that time of year again, we have to ask for money and, you know, we'll go through the traditional means of asking through money, whether it's our golf tournament or our banquet or our annual appeal letter or whatever it is we do. Um, and it, and, you know, they'll sort of fall into the same pattern in the same boat. And the problem is that, you know, as you, you know, I work for an organization that traditionally has done the year end appeal, you know, let's get in before the end of December so people can get their tax breaks and whatnot. Um, the problem is, is that every, everybody's sending out those letters at the exact same time. So, you know, I live here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I'm getting letters from not only every nonprofit locally or nationally that I've donated to in the past, but others that think that I might be a fit for them in giving. And I, you know, I really don't have the time to open up all those letters. And, you know, that's the nice thing about the nonprofit narrative is that it helps work you out of that loop where you're spinning your wheels for the amount of money all the time. Got it. And do you do you feel like the the whole idea of thinking through it from a a calendar standpoint has been uh, beneficial? So you're thinking about relationships, and you're thinking about the story that you're telling in January, and not just like, oh, here comes September, and I got to make sure that something's really solid. Yeah, I mean, we use social media very heavily. Um, we're constantly doing things on Facebook. We have our email list that we send out to, as well as our mailings that we send out to, and the idea of telling our story every day and, and giving people a sense not only of who we are and where we've come from, but the stories of the individuals we work with, the stories of the people who are involved with us peripherally. There's a lot of different stories constantly being told so that, you know, even though I may just post something on Facebook uh, on a particular day, it's part of our story. It's part of the overall strategy of, you know, people who come to us and see what we're doing online get a better sense of who we are and who the people are that are behind this organization that's been around for 70 years. Excellent. Uh, is there anything that jumps out at you in terms of when either conveying uh, this information to your class or as a, as a practitioner that has really, um, I don't know, kind of gone off the charts, whether it was like it really resonated with, with students or, or something that... Something, something of that nature, like uh, any kind of increase in your uh, giving or, or things like that? Uh, you know, f from my perspective in my current position, I can't think of anything particularly with the students. In my current position, we're still in that building process, but I'm, I'm starting to see some of the changes. Um, we are a 70-year-old organization that has done a lot of the same things for nearly 70 years. And I've only been here two and a half. Yeah, I've only been here two and a half of those years. So um, uh, thankfully, I was given permission when I was hired. Uh, I was given permission to very gently kill some sacred cows. Um, we're an organization that gets a lot of small checks written in very scratchy, scrawly handwriting where you know that the person who's sending you that check is you know, well north of 70 years old, and it's for $15, 20 $25. Well, you can't, you, you can't sustain 
on that. So we're trying to, to use our story in, in educating people about this whole online thing. And we want more online donors. And so tapping it, I mean, we have an incredible story from, you know, 1948 on of the people who started this organization. Most people now out here now don't know our story. So by telling that we're getting people excited and we're starting to see more online giving. We're starting to see um, more giving from new constituents, um, which is really what we want, knowing that a lot of our existing constituents are on fixed incomes and aren't going to be able to, you know, up the ante on that. Um, we have, uh, like I said, we have this interesting story about these two women who started our organization as a school in 1948 with just two students. And eventually they moved up to four students and then it grew and grew and grew. Well, we have a guy who, um, was our plumber here. You know, he was a guy who, who just liked our mission and supported him. And as I was talking to him, you know, he explained to me that, the reason he had a heart for what we did here is that he had an aunt, his father's sister, who had intellectual disabilities, and he has fond memories of her. She has since passed. Well, as I'm going through our archives, I see a picture of this young girl, and the name is the same last name as him. And I said, you know, his only connection with us was just, you know, he had an aunt with intellectual disability. He didn't have a specific connection with us as an organization. Well, here it turns out we discovered that his aunt was one of our first four students back in the, around 1950. He oh, no, no way. Clue. He had no clue. So in the process of telling this story and me communicating some of this stuff to him, you know, he's sitting there and, you know, we're having a Facebook conversation and he's like, you can't see me right now, but I'm in tears. And, you know, this is a, this is a manly man, you know, a guy who goes hunting and fishing and, you know, the whole deal. And because now our story is that much more real to him as an individual. And he is not just a financial supporter, but just a big cheerleading supporter for us. He's helping us bring new people into the fold. He's helping us communicate our stories to other people because, you know, he has such a great connection with us and we're looking for more and more of those connections um, of people who really get it and understand what it is that we're trying to do. Um, And so that his connection with us, not just through him, but through other people has helped us, um, you know, increase the giving, you know, in, in certain areas we have, we have an annual, a uh, 24-hour day of giving that happens here in Lancaster, and every nonprofit is out there, you know, working, trying to do stuff. Sort of a competition, but it's a friendly competition. Sure. And our giving has increased dramatically, um, you know, uh, over the past two, three years. Uh, and he's responsible for some of that by, you know, getting out there and, and beating the drum for us and issuing challenges to his friends and others. And by him telling his story and how it connects to us and our story. So we're still on the very beginning of that. But I think, you know, he has since come on our board. And uh, I think that's going to be something that really helps because traditionally we haven't had a, a strong giving board. But, you know, he's, he's lighting a fire under a lot of people uh, oh. in a good way. That's great. Yeah. So, you, so, so it wasn't even so much that you guys created in your storytelling 
actual uh, like a, a hook for him to to get involved in he was already feeling that way you just activated him by by doing a little research yes exactly and 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 so you know and a, a lot of people know that i have a commitment to telling our story and you know whether it's through our blog posts or social media or you know even more traditional media things you know we want to let people know the stories of of not only our rich history but the individuals here and the success stories of our individuals who come here and as we try to help them find jobs in the community um we like to tell those stories because they're great stories and we're uh you know i know you um are uh, passionate about video and that's yeah. an area that we're going to be we're going to be moving into video uh, a lot more in the next couple of years um based on some grants that we're looking for solely for the purpose of telling our story and we know that video is a compelling way to do that um you know we've been we've been hampered by you know financial issues yeah i was gonna say it's always a funds issue sure yeah yeah we have to get equipment and and you know or pay someone to do that for us but we're headed in a really strong direction it's like it's it's exciting because we're at a point now where it's like i know that i'm on the cusp of something that all of a sudden it's going to be like a thrill ride you know all of a sudden things are going to start happening and um you know the, the nonprofit narrative is a big part of that um you know not not only in how to tell our story um but how to get others to tell our story and also in identifying you know who we're telling our story to and i think that's one of the mistakes that a lot of nonprofits have is they just tell their story without thinking about who's on the other end of that story um you know and for us we've identified a number of different constituents because we're trying to tell our story to a variety of people and we have to tell it in different ways to those people in order to get them to respond. That's so great. You're not really encountering like people saying, Oh, video's not worth it. It's just more of like, how do we get the money to do it? Exactly. Um, you know, I'm given pretty much free reign. My biggest thing is I don't have carte blanche to spend all the money I want. So I have to find ways to justify it. Um, when I came on board two and a half years ago, they said, even before they hired me, they said, if we hire you, what's the first thing you would do? And I was like biting my tongue and I'm like, okay, how do I gracefully say this? Cause, um, you know, having been a marketing consultant and working with people, you know, who need new websites, sometimes you say, Oh, you need a new website. And you're like, you find out that they're all proud of their website and their nephew did it or whatever. And they think it's the greatest thing. Well, I, you know, they had, we had a horrible website here. And I said, first thing I want to do is get you a new website. And thankfully I saw a lot of heads nodding (laughs) around Mm -hmm. the room and it was the right answer. Um, They, they had a, a very old website that was um, on a platform that was no longer supported by the people that developed the platform. Oh, <laughs> classic. Was, yeah, classic. It was, it, was, it was really ugly and non-functional. So I went out and I got bids and went to a, a number of local people and you know put out the RFP and got bids. And I came up with a number and I was like, how the heck am I going to get this number past our, our board? Um, thankfully, they went with it. And we got a brand new website. And, and when I went to our designers, uh, I said, seriously, what I want to do is I want to use this website to tell our story. And we have three main groups of constituents that we're targeting with this website. So we need to have three different approaches through the website. And um, 
you know, it, it worked and that website has been a, a real godsend to us. And now I've got to go back and say, okay, you know, I'm trying for some grants to get the video equipment, but once yeah. we get that stuff, the video equipment, you know, the videos will become a stronger part of our storytelling arsenal and we'll be on the website and on social media and on our YouTube channel and everything else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you're, you're actually starting to think of yourself more as a, a content creator and, and kind of agency instead of just, um, yeah, just some place where, Oh yeah, we, we bring in everybody to do that. You're doing it in house. Yeah. No, yeah. We're, we're, we, we want to be creating strong content. Um, again, that furthers our mission, furthers the story that we're telling. I mean, we have uh, the one grant that we're hoping to hear from any day. Um, we should be hearing, I mean, literally, I'm surprised we haven't heard yet, um, is um, a, a very hefty grant that would really, uh, I mean, it would push us and stretch us in ways that you can't even imagine and push us forward um, in, in a lot of big ways. And uh, it's a grant that we applied for last year and didn't get. And then when we called them and asked them why we didn't get it, they told us three little things that we could have corrected in about 15 minutes. So we reapplied and corrected those things and went above and beyond. So we're kind of hoping that it'll be an easy slam dunk this year. So yeah. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for that, uh, hopefully to go ahead on that. Oh, that's great. Cause it's big money for us. The, the, the one thing that I love about the book um, is that it's, you know, when, when you talk about nonprofits and all the books out there, there's a lot of really dense, long, large, expensive books, um, you know, and, and you, this book is small. It's super user friendly, readable. Um, mine's dog eared with lots of highlights and things in it. My yellow highlighter. Um, and, it's the t it's inexpensive. So one of my goals here, and I, I have told this to other nonprofits to do this. Um, and one of my goals here is to, to block out some time with our board and literally get our board to sit down, you know, whether it's a day long retreat or whatever, read through this book and work through it together so that we're all on the same page. Um, you know, because, because what we do here is we have a very distinct, story that we're telling, but I don't know that we're always on the same page. And, and this book will make it easier for us to sit down and say, you know, this is the way we want to communicate to people about who we are and what we do. Um, because, you know, when you work in our field, you know, which is individuals with developmental intellectual disabilities, it's a field that has changed drastically over the years, carries a lot of baggage. There's a lot of lingo that we try to avoid and don't want to use. And, you know, we're not all there necessarily. I know that even among the people who work here, the participants and stuff, I sometimes hear them using very outdated uh, terminology and stuff. Sure. And like, I cringe, I cringe. And I'm like, oh, we don't really want to use that phrase. or we don't want to use that term. Um, you know, and I, and I, and I want to make sure that we're all, everybody's on the same page from our participants to our staff to our board members. And I feel that at that point, if we are on the same page, it's going to make it so much easier to communicate that. So the nice thing about this book is, you know, we can work through it together. Um, yeah. We can find ways. I mean, we have, you know, we have a mission statement as a nonprofit that we've had for quite some time. And I feel it's time to update that 
but I get, you know, I get looks from people like, well, that takes an act of the board and that, you know, you, they, they'll be nitpicking about every word and sentence and whatever. I'm like, yeah, well, we need to do it. And this book will help us find a way to do that. Got it. And, you know, um, help us in, you know, in a, in a very short group of sentences or a short paragraph, it'll help us really clarify who we are both for ourselves and for people who might not understand what we do right right great well that's great well ken thanks so much for for taking the time to to talk with me about that i really appreciate it yeah good talking to you and that's ken mueller thank you ken for being on the show and talking with me about your experience with the nonprofit narrative there are a lot of resources for the nonprofit narrative, and if you know a nonprofit that is uh, hurting, usually that happens in the case of like, please help us, we're trying to raise money, and that kind of thing. Um, let them know about the, these resources. They're free. They're literally free. It's personally helped me raise more than $250 million just in the last uh, several years. And I know that uh, it's been hundred, hundreds of millions of dollars more uh, from people who send me information and emails and uh, usually with thanks, which is always, you know, nice. But the point being, I want to get this information in their hands. So let them know if you could send them an email, send them this podcast, send them my information. I'd love to talk with them. There's a whole bunch of resources on my website uh, for them. Uh, free stuff, just a whole bunch of free stuff. End of year email. Uh, how they should do it, uh, just a, a lot of expertise there. So they can check it out at portnoymediagroup.com or if you have any questions that are long form, you can email me directly, dan at portnoymediagroup.com or hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Dan Portnoy. And you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. If you would leave a review about the show, that would be incredible. Um, show notes are at portnoymediagroup.com. That's our show. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week when we talk with Angie Albright. On behalf of the cast of thousands here at Copy That, my name is Dan Portnoy. Have a good one and be safe. <laughs>